And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. The U.S. dismissed Russia's claim that the West has sanctioned Russian grain exports and refused any sanctions bargain to get Russia to lift its blockade of Ukrainian ports. Russia now controls 20% of Ukraine, including occupying or blocking its southern ports used to ship millions of tons of grain desperately needed to prevent widespread starvation and price hikes. At a recent press briefing, State Department spokesman Ned Price had unusually strong words for Russian claims that the U.S. has sanctioned Russian ag exports. Lies, a uh, series of disinformation regarding the issue of food security and the global food supply. Uh, despite those claims, U.S. sanctions are not causing disruptions to Russia's agricultural exports. The fact is that U.S. sanctions were specifically designed uh, to allow for the export of agricultural commodities and, and fertilizer from Russia. As for Russian suggestions that Moscow might allow grain exports from Ukraine in return for the West lifting its other sanctions against Russia. Our non-food sanctions will remain in place uh, until Putin stops this brutal war uh, against Ukraine's sovereignty. And the quickest solution to the rising commodity prices, the rising uh, food prices that have had implications around the world is for the Russians to cease this brutal war, for uh, Russia to stop blockading Ukraine's ports, for Russia to stop targeting grain silos, to stop targeting grain ships. Price says the U.S. finds it appalling that Russia would weaponize food and energy to try to bring the world to heal. It is Russia that continues to destabilize global food markets uh, through its war, uh, through its self-imposed uh, export restrictions, uh, which have raised the cost uh, of food uh, around the globe. European Council President Charles Michel says, quote, the EU is sparing no efforts to free Ukraine's exports over land and exploring alternative sea routes. African countries imported 44% of their wheat from Russia and Ukraine between 2018 and 2020, according to UN figures. The African Development Bank is already reporting a 45% increase in wheat prices on the continent, while the price of fertilizer has tripled since last year. American Farmland Trust responded positively to USDA's plan for transforming the U.S. food system. AFT President and CEO John Piotti said, quote, American Farmland Trust has been a strong advocate for increased business technical assistance to farm and food businesses and organized an effort last year with the Agricultural Viability Alliance to encourage USDA to do more in this space. We are pleased that USDA heeded the call from 50 members of Congress and over 110 organizations asking for this kind of assistance, end quote. National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue was in attendance when Ag Secretary Vilsack announced the plan, and LaRue says it's a great step towards a more secure food supply chain and a fair agricultural economy. LaRue said, quote, today's announcement about how the USDA will work to transform the food system is a great step towards those ends, and if you will work together with USDA to help move this transformative process ahead. Lawmakers have started the process of creating the 2023 Farm Bill, and the American Farm Bureau Federation is working on gathering farmers' priorities. Sam Kiefer, AFBF Vice President of Public Policy, says many lawmakers will be gathering information from farmers this summer. Back in April, the first Farm Bill hearing was held in Michigan, and in about two weeks later this month, the second hearing will be held in Arkansas. And we expect that throughout the summer and fall, individual members of the agriculture committees in both the House and Senate may host some informal conversations or roundtables in their districts. But from what we're hearing, we expect Farm Bill proceedings to really ramp up in the new year. 
Kiefer outlines the early priorities Farm Bureau members want to see in the next Farm Bill. We're focused on maintaining and strengthening the important risk management tools. We're also focused on working lands conservation and other mechanisms that provide both environmental benefit and the ability for food production. We're also going to make sure that rural America has the connectivity and the tools it needs to compete in a digital era. Lastly, but certainly not least, we're going to be focused on making sure this farm bill is bipartisan. Farm Bureau started its internal Farm Bill working group process one year ago, and Kiefer encourages members to get involved. Right now, our team is generating resources and analyses to be unveiled in the coming weeks. And that information will be available to state and county farm bureaus as our state and county farm bureaus start holding their policy development discussions throughout the summer and the fall. And we welcome the thought and the input of members all across the country on how current farm bill programs could be improved, replaced, or redeveloped. Contact your county farm bureau to get involved. The majority of class action lawsuits brought against John Deere over the right to repair farm equipment will be heard by a federal court in Illinois, according to an order issued by the U.S. Judicial Panel on Multidistrict Litigation Wednesday. By DTN's count, there are now nine cases consolidated in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois, including a new lawsuit filed on May 25th by D-Line Farms. D-Line alleges it suffered antitrust injury through a Deer Repair Services contract. D-Line operates farms in Missouri, Arkansas, Illinois, Mississippi, and Tennessee, according to the lawsuit, and owns and operates hundreds of John Deere tractors. According to the order for the multi-jurisdictional panel, the nine lawsuits consolidated in the Illinois court include actions originally filed in the court. The panel said in its order, quote, the majority of the parties support centralization in this district, and it offers a geographically central and readily accessible forum for this nationwide litigation, end quote. The U.S. Supreme Court is preparing to decide whether to review a case that threatens federal preemption in the regulation of crop protection technologies. The National Association of Wheat Growers is again asking the Biden administration to consult with the USDA on the policy changes and the far-reaching agriculture implications of the case. In May, the U.S. Solicitor General issued a brief urging the court to deny review of a case involving glyphosate labeling, arguing that federal regulations don't preclude states from making additional labeling requirements, even if those states' requirements run counter to federal findings. Act Secretary Tom Vilsack confirmed that USDA wasn't consulted on the brief. NAWG President Nicole Berg said, quote, We believe it would be useful if the administration consults with USDA on the ramifications of a patchwork approach to crop protection products, end quote. Farmers would face decreased access to much-needed tools to produce food, fiber, and fuel safely and sustainably. The Philippines recently announced a decision to lower restrictive corn import tariffs on corn from outside Southeast Asian countries from 35% to 5%. The U.S. Grains Council says that's potentially good news for U.S. corn exporters. USGC President and CEO Ryan Legrand said, quote, The U.S. and Philippines agricultural industries have enjoyed a strong relationship for a very long time. The council is standing by and ready to help their government and industry fill in any raw material supply shortage the country is facing, end quote. The Philippines' feed industry relies heavily on feed wheat imports due to its history of high import tariffs on corn from outside the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. The recent global wheat supply chain disruptions have had a disproportionately negative impact on Philippine input prices. Legrand added, quote, U.S. farmers have an abundant and sustainable corn crop ready to deploy when needed. We'll be there to help in every way possible. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great day.